Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Help Desk for Monday, the 15th of February. My name is Peter Wells. And I am Tess Bennett. And today we're going to start with Clubhouse, which is in the news quite a bit. Uh, It's been in the news quite recently just because it is the hottest new social network going around. And because of that, it has become under more scrutiny. And part of that, Will Oremus has looked into how Clubhouse uses your contacts. And to be honest, it's not great. Like most apps, if you grant it access to your contacts, it will upload your entire address book. This is common practice. It's just one of those things that people forget because, you know, you probably signed up to Facebook eight years ago and you were never prompted back then, but you did upload all of your contacts to Facebook. It is standard practice for social media, unfortunately. If you don't allow Clubhouse to upload all of your contacts, then you don't get the much prized invites. Although you only do get two invites if you do upload your contacts, which is not that great a deal. So only two invites. I checked my address book app and I've got about 4,000 contacts in there just because I've got such a terrible memory and I've had a phone for an iPhone for over a decade now, that whenever I meet someone, I have to chat to them more than once or twice. I generally save their number or email address uh, so I don't have to go looking for them again later. So if you're like me, you've just given Clubhouse a hell of a lot of social data to play around with. But then if you don't upload your contacts, you don't get those invites. And based on Twitter, I mentioned Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. And ever since then, I've been getting randoms popping into my DMs asking me for an invite to Clubhouse. For the record, I had two invites. They went in 20 seconds. I have no invites. Don't ask me. Yeah, I joined the app a few days ago and I honestly could not tell you if I checked that box about the contacts or not. So, yeah, really, I should know better by now. We will talk about what actually Clubhouse is and some of the competitors to the service on Wednesday. We're going to do a deep dive into the service. But until then, just be aware that if you do hit that button saying, yes, upload my contacts, just like Facebook, just like Instagram, just like everything else before it, it's going to steal all of your contacts in your address book. But speaking of Clubhouse, uh, Bumble CEO and now billionaire Whitney Wolf Heard was in there on Friday talking about her IPO. Uh, I missed it and there's no way to catch up. But uh, my friend Lauren, who is an awesome entrepreneur in her own right, gave me the rundown that, quote, Clubhouse is epic, currently listening to Whitney talk about her day taking Bumble public. And if you want to know how that day went, the short answer is pretty damn good. The stock started trading up nearly 77% at $76 per share. It closed on Thursday up 63.5% with a market cap of about $7.7 billion. Wolf Heard joins the ranks of an extremely small list of women founders who have led IPOs including Stitch Fix's Katrina Lake, who took her company public in 2017, and Julie Wainwright, who took the real, real public in 2019. 
Yeah, Bumble is a fantastic success story, and it's such a shame that uh, that female founders are so rare in this industry because clearly they make fantastic products. And moving on to a scoop from the information, which is reporting that Facebook is building its own smartwatch. Um, Facebook isn't known for its hardware, but it does own VR headset business Oculus and released the Portal video chat device a few years ago. The information is reporting that the smartwatch would have messaging, health and fitness features, although the details really are pretty limited at this stage. This seems to be, to me, coming a little out of left field, but Peter, where would the Facebook watch play in the wearable market? I mean, I I guess it makes sense if you think about integrations with WhatsApp or Messenger. This is a really interesting story because Facebook has tried this in the past. They have, back in 2013, they made a Facebook phone, which was a complete dud. But then Facebook was a very different company back then. Back in 2013, they were really, I mean, they were still a dominant social network, of course, but they weren't the kind of network where half the the world was on their platform. Yeah, I, f- I feel that this is something that they could pull off these days. And, and, and a watch is also very different to a phone. A watch, you, you want less things. You, you kind of want fitness tracking, which they could easily pull off. You'd want some kind of messaging service, which they've got WhatsApp and they've got Facebook Messenger, of course. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably use either of those services as their default messenger service these days. So I could see this actually taking off. Uh, the, the rumors are that they're basing it on Android Wear, uh, but they will skin it to, to look exactly like their own. I could actually see this being much more popular than Google Android Wear, which is a damn shame. Again, I, I say it all the time, but Google really had this market and then they just let it go. So yeah, if anyone's going to uh, battle Apple for the the crown for wearables then yeah i could see facebook being one of the one of the few competitors also worth noting that microsoft tried this as well and microsoft only lasted a year in the wearable market before tapping out so it is it is a very hard market to get right but facebook has the the cash and the resources and it wouldn't be an episode of the help desk if we didn't talk about the media code uh, this time, it's making ripples globally. Um, as we've already discussed, Microsoft thinks that Australia's media code is pretty great. And now the maker of Bing thinks you, the US and other countries should consider adopting similar media rules. In an interview with Axios, Microsoft President Brad Smith said, we recognise that this is an opportunity to combine good business with a good cause. And it seems that exploiting the angst between Google and government is perhaps the best shot that Microsoft has had in some time for growing their search business. What do you think, Peter? Is this just another self-serving party weighing in on the media code? Which, I mean, is every party at the moment. Yeah, I think your analysis there is absolutely right. This is Microsoft being cheeky buggers uh, on a global stage and pointing to a law that they know will hurt one of their enemies and just make them look good and get them a lot of good publicity. So I feel that that's the reason why they're they're coming out and doing this. You know, in politics, they call it a wedge issue where you bring something up that you know your opponent doesn't want to argue because you know it's just going to make them alienate uh, their their core audience or annoy people. So, yeah, you wedge them on a certain issue. I feel that Microsoft is doing that right here. 
And it looks like the media code is a step closer towards becoming law. The government will introduce the news media bargaining code to Parliament on Monday after a Senate committee recommended the bill be passed. And that's the Senate committee we've been talking about uh, that were looking into the laws, uh, got Google to threaten they would leave the country. They've now given it the AOK, and the government is on board. The Australian reports the government will seek to push the legislation through the lower house today and debate on the bill could begin in, in the Senate as early as Tuesday, with the government hoping to have the code finally enshrined in law within a fortnight. So that's all getting pretty real. Uh, Google has two weeks possibly to work out how it's going to play in these new laws. And finally, look, this isn't news, but it is something really cool I just found on the internet. Canon has released a new iPhone app that will go through your photo library and find the photos worth keeping. The whole point of the app is to delete as many photos as possible, which kind of sounds a bit weird, but if you're like me and you take, you know, 7,000 photos of your children every weekend, uh, this is actually quite useful. It, it will use AI to go through your entire library and find the best photos uh, in terms of sharpness, clarity, noise, all that kind of stuff, and figure out the ones that you can safely let go of. I've let it go through my library. I haven't taken the, the opportunity yet to hit delete because um, even the, the weird photos of my kids I ru- uh, really like. But uh, yeah, what a great idea. So check it out. It's actually a subscription, so it's three bucks a month if you decide to keep it. But yeah, re- really cool idea. So you didn't just trust it enough to, to let it uh, run loose and decide which happy memories of your kids it wanted, you wanted to keep or not. Um, I think it's a great app. It definitely solves a problem that I have. Whenever I'm trying to clean up my photos, I get maybe 10 or 20 photos in and just decide this is too hard and give up. And the result is it all just stays sitting on my phone until my phone tells me I'm, I'm out of space and I have to, you know, put aside 30 minutes to, to clear, off, clear off the junk on my phone. So this is interesting. Not sure if I'd pay for it, but yeah, it sounds like a, a great app to try out for anyone who is sick of trying to work out if, um, you know, what's in focus and who's looking at the camera. Anyway, that's all we have time for for the help desk for Monday. Uh, thank you, Tess Bennett, for joining me today. My pleasure. And- And if you like the show, please tell a friend or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps a lot. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a great day. See ya. Bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.